It's DTS 207, Faction Rally returns, Black Ops 4 drawing some massive backlash over its Season Pass model, Division 2 promises a full year of free support, and Anthem is Bioware's biggest game ever. All that and more, coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to the DTS Podcast. I am BBK Dragoon. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. We're one week away from our two-year anniversary. How was your week? Or f- four-year anniversary. What you is, know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's been a long Monday. <laughs> it's a Monday, huh? It's it's, it's one of those Monday. kinds of days. Uh, yeah, my, my week was great. I'm looking forward to the anniversary coming up. And uh, maybe we'll have some super awesome announcements. No, just kidding. Uh, Stop no. doing that. We don't have any <laughs> announcements, dude. <laughs> we really don't. Yeah. It, you know, four years every single week is crazy, right? That's a huge milestone. So congratulations to you for sticking with it. Yeah, and congrats me. to you, man. Thank you. Of course, fans of the show, listeners, uh, seasoned listeners will know that next week is your anniversary. And then two weeks from now is my anniversary. Yeah, you aren't on episode one, but uh, the best solo podcast you'll ever listen to. Go find it. <laughs> no, do not do that, uh, <laughs> dude. When you said that's high school, that has messed with my head for so long. Like, imagine doing a weekly little thing all the way through high school. That is, that is still wigging me out, man. It's a long time. That is a long time that's almost college but college was five years for me because i was yeah, working me too. part-time i had to a lot of people at university is like five years now dude like they make it tough to stack your full undergrad and four depending on your your major you know yeah and then you have the uh the really smart people doing their master's degree plus bachelor's in five years props to I, those guys man i couldn't do it seriously i it would be very hard to still be in school i'm a buddy with a guy who he had a really sweet engineering job and then just decided I want to go into the medical field. And what? he's now what? back in school. He's got MCATs <laughs> this next week. And I mean, he had like a great career going. He's a few years older than me. And I'm like, props for you for chasing the dream, but oh my word, what a terrifying choice. I don't think wow. I could have made that choice. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, for real, thanks for listening to us for all that time. Thanks for supporting the show. I don't think Diddy and I ever thought it was gonna get to this point or that we would ever you know have the community that is here for dts so thank you guys and we'll talk probably more about that next week uh it's gonna be a shorter show diddy we're gonna talk about the twelve. we're talking about black ops 4's crazy season pass nonsense how it ties into a lot of the logic i think behind the d2 season pass and then also the division 2 and anthem information so why don't we just get right into the news All right, so the Faction Rally returns this week, June 26th. Diddy, I'll ask you, who are you pledging? Future War Cult. Even yeah. though they'll never win. I I think they, they have maybe a slim shot. I'm going to stick with Dead Orbit this just time because I didn't get my rank 50 last time. <laughs> It'll be a miracle if I get rank 50 by the end of Season 3. <laughs> I'm not like, lot, grinding man. super hard. What was that? Uh, you got to play a lot for rank 50. It's It's a grind to get up there. 
Totally. And then also alongside the faction rally, we got a preview of more exotic armor tuning changes coming to the forefront. One of those you were pretty excited about. Lucky Raspberry Man. Increased yeah. chance to fully recharge your arc bolt grenade when it hits. Not when it gets a kill, but when it hits. And then it guarantees a recharge on getting a full chain that hits four targets. That's a PvE player's dream. Of course, going to happen in PvP a few times, but it's going to be a little bit easier in PvE. That is absolutely crazy. Mine goes to the Karnstein armlets. Melee kills now instantly heal you, then grant continuous healing for eight seconds. Obviously, I want to play around with it and see what it's like after the change, but that on paper makes me... I got a little smile, a little smirk <laughs> reading that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you guys want to check that out, the link will be on destinytheshow.com. We're getting a little dry on movie of the week, Diddy. I'm not sure if you saw, but it was basically a gif. <laughs> uh, it was exactly a gif, that one movie of the week, which to someone who got honorable mention for my music cover, I'm a little salty about that. Mm-mm. You just, you weren't good enough, Diddy. You know, that effort, that time put in, I you put just too needed... much effort into it. That's right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, if you were wearing... um a crow mask, you probably would have had movie of the week for sure. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So not a lot happening in the world of Destiny right now. Uh, I am expecting to sort of get a little bit of a new roadmap update after E3 has settled down. So you've yep. got the E3 sh just shenanigans. All the developers are pretty much getting home, and this is like their first week back. In the studio, I'm betting information about that new summer event, Deddy, probably in next week's TWAB or the one in two weeks. What do you think? I would say the one in two weeks. Uh, yeah. I don't think we're going to see any substantial details about Forsaken or anything uh, about the September release uh, until mid-July. We will see more information about the new ammo system for like the new weapon slot changes. That That is one thing I know we can expect. Yeah, that's one thing that we're looking out later. for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but we are in that summertime. I am sad that we don't really, we don't really have triumphs. It feels like you know this time of the year. This is <laughs> usually when you're going through that record book and filling out the nodes for your triumphs and finishing things up before we get to Forsaken. And it, does, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case unless that is the summer event, right? Yeah, hopefully. Sub kind of record book. Hopefully I mean, that would give good. players. Uh, visible attainable goals before yeah. september right something yep. to start you getting in the habit again of playing destiny every single week at least right totally well on the activation front i want to talk about the black ops 4 season pass which is drawing a lot of criticism and i can understand why so currently you've got the 60 dollars base game of black ops 4 on top of that they're doing the black ops pass which is where all the dlc is bundled into previous cods you could buy individual dlcs for the ones that you wanted not the case this time around it's kind of like the destiny 2 annual pass thing that they're getting into after forsaken where instead of picking like oh i want to buy curse of osiris and not warmind which you shouldn't do that you should do the reverse you're forced <laughs> to just buy like the whole kit and caboodle the whole burrito the real nasty thing that's coming out right now it looks like the Black Ops Pass is only available in the digital deluxe version of the game, the $100 version of the game, and I'm going to quote here. While an FAQ about the Black Ops Pass says that it will be available by itself at a later date, 
There's no indication of when that date will be. And until we learn more, the only way to ensure you get Black Ops 4's newest maps, characters, and zombies mode additions as soon as they're released is to drop $100 on the digital deluxe edition. So the fear, the ire, the anger, the frustration is coming into play here, Diddy, where it looks kind of like that Modern Warfare remaster, where they completely tied it at the hip to Infinite Warfare for a long stinking time. So you had to buy the big, what, $80 or $70 version of the game in order to, to get it. To, why? Why would they do this is my question to you. Uh, well, the easy answer is because they know people will buy it. But Yeah, that's a good answer. The, the real answer is exactly why this is really strange because like you said it ties and like we said last week it ties in directly with the destiny 2 forsaken annual pass price point right you have the yeah. $40 forsaken coming in September plus $30 for the whole next year of content whereas mm -hmm. on the flip side Activision looks a bit silly because the division 2 is dropping oh yeah the division 2 is coming out and then for the next year all the content after that is free. Yep. First That's full really year. silly, right? It, because mm -hmm. yeah, this is where Division 2 capitalizes on its continued support. And hopefully Anthem has something similar, right? Because mm -hmm. it's the two competing publishers at this point that are, you know, one is, in comparison, a no-brainer. I'm just looking at the picture here. You have the best-selling console game each year by a pretty big margin in Call of Duty. And why you would wanna squeeze that audience even tighter monetarily is confusing in this climate where we've talked about the free-to-play games that this new generation of gamers are exposed to. But yeah, Division 2 promising multiple raids in year one plus a full year of DLC support for free. Like that's the whole first year. And you look at tons of these other games like Battlefield Five. okay, we're getting rid of the loot box element and we're gonna be doing continued support granted after Battlefront 2, I'm not holding super high expectations, but this seems like a very odd step to me from a company who already has tons of cosmetic microtransactions in their game and those stupid little loot box loot boxes that Call of Duty added years ago. It, it just, I think this might be a misstep to the degree where it shifts the tone entirely industry-wise. I know everybody's always looking for the COD killer or looking for oh, is this the end? No, it's still selling oodles and cadoodles. But you can only push a fan so far before they're gone. <laughs> they're done. You've broken that relationship, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it's interesting because they say that, well, you'll be able to purchase it at a later date. Of course, they don't give the date, the estimated timeline. It could be a year later or it could be three months later. And they also don't mention a price point. You mentioned that this seems to be only available with the $100 digital deluxe version of the game. The base game is what, $60? Yes. So that makes this annual pass, or excuse me, season pass, 40. at least $40. So when they sell it at that later price point, you know it's probably not gonna be anything less than $40 because of the backlash that the digital deluxe edition purchasers would no doubtedly do, right? I paid, mm -hmm. I paid more for this and people who waited, you know, don't get to waste their money. It's, you know, it's, it's probably gonna be like $45 separately or they're gonna have each, I don't know their, uh, their release date on any of this future content, but it could be every three months, price point of $15 each. And if there's three, that's $45 right there. So it's, it's very 
questionable. Yeah. Well, the moral of the story is do not pre-order games. And <laughs> if you don't like this practice, don't support the practice. That's the best way you can communicate is with your wallet, even though we already know this game is going to still sell. I mean, Oodles you and do kadoodles. have the other argument. Well, you know, the developers, they need that income, right? And then you look at developers like Riot with League of Legends or Epic Games with Fortnite or Warframe uh, with, uh, or I'm sorry, Digital Extremes with Warframe. They have free-to-play models plus the microtransactions, and they're being supported monetarily with those microtransactions. And it's the question is, how are they, you know, functioning their business model on that free-to-play game plus the microtransactions? Well, I think those microtransactions are a little bit more desirable. And with the amount of content that those developers constantly push out, the consumer, the player, trusts that developer to deliver on content that the player wants so they want in turn they want to support that developer even more so it kind of gets that momentum going i know myself when i was addicted to league of legends i spent you know probably 200 300 on that game and it's free it's, that's crazy and i don't play it anymore so but i think i did not waste my money because it felt valuable to me so have you ever been to like an upscale restaurant is there like a, a higher up restaurant you and sanic enjoy uh, yes. Okay. Fogo de Chao. Yeah. Brazilian Steakhouse. So when you go there and you look at the menu and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like 30 or 40 bucks per line item or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know it's going to be a kind of a pricey experience, but you, you don't have a problem going to it because you know the quality of the food and the experience is, is well worth it. If it's a good time, if it's a good meal, I will happily pay for special occasions. It's not something we're going to do all the time, but like if there's value there, you don't have a problem supporting it, right? Yeah, exactly. The reason we're having this conversation, why the whole industry is sort of having to look at this under the microphone or under the uh, micro microscope. Thank you. Yeah, is because <laughs> as gamers and consumers, we have been burned. There is plenty of digital content we've purchased that has not delivered on that value proposition, has not given to us what we feel like is worth the cost of entry. So, again, if the season pass is unbelievable and it's oh, it's totally worth the money. Oh, great, support it. Go for it. Support the devs, but. I mean, this is Activision we're talking about here. This is not a bleeding heart charity that needs your support to keep the devs <laughs> off the streets, right? Right. Okay. Uh, Division 2 uh, promises multiple raids in year one. Uh, at E3, Massive revealed eight-player raids are coming to the game. And during an interview with Gamertag Radio, shout out to those awesome crew of dudes, uh, creative director Julian Garrity shared that raids will be challenging experiences for players and the rewards will help let others know that this individual has conquered something. Raid 1 will release a few weeks after the launch of The Division 2, March 15th. Plans to release multiple raids throughout the game's first year are in, you know, set in stone. And Ubisoft plans to offer all DLC for free for the game for year 1. Woo! A lot of people had wanted raids in Division 1, and when we got incursions, they really weren't raids. So, when you hear multiple raids, what do you think? Three raids in the year, Diddy, four raids in the year, and just sort of... Compare and contrast, now we're talking about the division and sort of this free support that they're they're pushing towards players in this this first year. Is this a response maybe directly targeted at a company like an Activision? I would hope so. I mean, this is, uh, the Division 2 is, you know, that cooperative PvE experience. Has the, had the PvP as well in Division 1, right? With the, it did, it, it did. Called? It wasn't the obviously the, probably the main draw for most players. Right, but it was available, yes. right? And if you know experience 
has taught us anything, this is probably going to be a quarterly DLC release. So hopefully four raids in total in the first year. So one a few weeks after launch, and then three months later, you get another raid. Three months later, you get another raid. Three months later, you get another raid. That's ideal, I think, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited. I'm totally going to give Division 2 another chance, and I've, I think I've said it maybe on the show or on my channel before. I like the way Ubisoft is playing things where most of the time when you purchase their base game, they don't give up on it. They keep putting support into those titles for a very long time. Like you look at For Honor, you look at Siege. There's just a different mindset here where it's like, we're very happy you bought the base game. Almost like an Overwatch. It'd be very weird if Overwatch started selling expansions, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I haven't hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, you're right. It, it wouldn't make sense and it would split the player base and I don't think it would feel super good if that makes sense yeah it does by the way the division one if you're a pc gamer it's on the summer sale for steam get it for ten dollars that's 80 percent off i think that's uh i think that's worth it just give it a shot more than worthwhile (laughs) yeah (laughs) and last thing i want to close the show out with is a short video that we got from the head developers over at anthem and they basically were saying that anthem is quote the biggest thing we've done and it's also the biggest team we've ever had. So it's a scary endeavor for sure. Six years is apparently how long Anthem has been cooking in the oven, Diddy. Did you know that? Uh, no. I didn't, I didn't either. Know that. that seems... That's a long time. I'm a little yeah. like worried just hearing that because it's six years. That's longer than we've been doing DTS for, Diddy. I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of how long destiny one was in development because there's easter eggs in halo 3 odst and that came out in what 2009 it and is destiny crazy one came out in 2014 we're, we're getting into time scales that like are far beyond big blockbuster movies you know <laughs> these are projects like if you're only working on let's say an anthem or a destiny that could take up significant portion of like your actual development career if you have like a 40 year yeah. career or something it's like oh well there's 25 percent of my career spent on one game craziness and I think I want to go into Anthem with a healthy level of caution but each time I look at it and I see it I just get excited because competition breeds innovation and if the division's looking really sharp and Anthem comes out and it's quite good maybe got Borderlands 3 someday coming out and it's really good it's gonna force competition onto Destiny which really has enjoyed sort of that space unto its own almost its entire life cycle wouldn't you say yeah that is crazy to think about and by the way hopefully borderlands 3 doesn't turn into a half-life 3 situation well, i never really do out. hope it comes out i really do i think when it's done it's done is kind of their yeah, mode they want to do it right right mm-hmm. i mean gearbox is borderlands 2 was solid i think it'll be curious to see because the games as a service thing was not really as popular when Borderlands 2 came out. and Right, yeah, they could have had to rethink how they do their business model, right? How yeah. they launch this game. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, because Borderlands still feels like an old-school game that you buy, you play through it with your friends, and yes, it has the opportunity for many, many, many playthroughs, but it still doesn't have that same feeling as the never-ending games-as-a-service model, right? Yeah, and the games-as-a-service model is kind of the hot thing right now yeah right and they they could have been developing that one-time purchase game 
play with your friends for 40 hours and then put it down, move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. And they might have needed to change it to that living, breathing world that so many other games, Anthem, Division 2, uh, Destiny 2, of course, you know, seem to seem to be doing. Yep. Well, those are the main bits and pieces of news. The post-E3 apocalypse is winding down, Diddy. And uh, I hope everybody's just enjoying their summer. And thanks for listening to us. I'm really stoked for the four-year anniversary show. Uh, closing thoughts, and then yeah. where can people find your content? I mean, I would just say on the last thing we talked about, about uh, Anthem being the biggest project that Bioware has done, obviously bigger teams in game development don't necessarily mean better yeah. because yeah. I, we have the obvious example, Destiny, 1,000 players strong uh, or developers strong. The product, not as great as we thought it would be, but you know, hopefully Anthem lives up to its hype. Yeah. Because, I mean, Bioware known for their story content so you know the story is going to be at least halfway decent so i'm excited about that and they have a lot of experience to draw upon from mass effect from the yes. uh, star wars mmo the old republic like they've had their Dragon fingers Age. in a lot of pies over the years that might help them really create something sharp and on point but it's also ea so <laughs> yeah <laughs> everything has to be sort of clouded over with that all right where can yep. people uh, find your content my man Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. All the links from today are on our website, DestinyTheShow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at BBK Dragoon. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll talk with you next time.